0: podcasts. Podcasts. You sound like a guy that sat next to me in the press box at Soldier Field on Thursday night. I got you uh, into that vintage Dan Weaver positivity. Uh, You're pointing out that the Bears have won two straight at Soldier Field after going 392 days between home victories. You're pointing out that they are undefeated on Thursday Night Football this season. You're pointing out that they are 3-3 and in their last six games and, and, and making improvements. What's gotten into you, David Hall?
1: Next thing you know, I'll be going on a rant about the quarterback situation. Who knows? I mean, that will be next for me. I don't know. That was fun on Thursday night. I think everybody had a good time including including the head coach. It's <laughs> it's odd that uh, Matt Eberflus kind of just lets his guard down a little bit post game and so much is made out of it and it was funny because he kind of created situations studs would get ready because at halftime Matt Eberflus walking back onto the field or is was it, was it a halftime interview and he said to the halftime uh, sideline reporter that he had something up his sleeve. And then post-game, of course, since we didn't really see anything that would qualify as up the Bears' sleeve or up Iberflus' sleeve in the second half, this is what it sounded like in the post-game exchange in the interview room at, at Soldier Field. Did we see what was up your sleeve? Did you use it? or I don't know. What's up yours? <laughs> What's up yours, Dan? Did we see what was up your sleeve? Did you use it? or I don't know. What's up yours?
0: What was uh, notable to me about that, David, is it was uh, back and forth between Matt and Jason Leaser, And Matt seemed as proud of that comeback quip as he has of any defensive performance that his team has delivered in the last 27 games. Uh, he seemed genuinely giddy by the victory and had an opportunity to cut loose. And he cut loose like only Matt Iberflus can.
1: And then later in the session, it was asked again. I think Herb Howard came in a little bit later and um, asked me had the same sort of re- reaction. So that must have been his pat response. <laughs> but but the, it question. looked like
0: there is a question on what 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 truly was up the sleeve that was going to come out. The Bears obviously never got to it. Uh, and and you know I, I joked in the press box on on Thursday night that had they broken out some kind of trick play that went, you know, catastrophically bad, you know, some reverse pass that was fumbled and the Panthers took over and went in for a score. We would have been like, well, what in the heck was he doing telling the whole world that he had something up his sleeve that was about to come out. A guy who was so careful to protect competitive advantages, walked out of the locker room at halftime, almost, uh, you know, genuinely euphoric about what they were about to pull out of their sleeve. And so I'm, I'm eager to see where that
1: magic show leads us. It's got to go somewhere in the next couple of weeks, doesn't it? I don't know because this is a team Last night he's talking about having something up his sleeve. Their longest pass play was 16 yards. First play of the game. This is not a team that has much up its sleeve. I'm just glad that for their sake, they were able to pull it off and we were able to change the subject because <laughs> they won that game because they couldn't afford to lose it. And, and I think that it was one of those games maybe the last one they're going to be favored who knows depending on what the cardinal state is when when they play them but it was just it was just one of those Really difficult games to watch in terms of football aesthetics, but the Bears did what they needed to do and got the job done.
0: Well, so this is like either the benefit or the drawback of going into a post-game locker room after a night like that, because you get a chance to see things through the players' eyes, through the team's eyes, and you get a little bit of a different perspective. I think we can all sit here today and agree that any sort of big picture interpretation of what that was on Thursday night is that it was nothing. You know, the the Bears basically outlasted the worst team in the NFL that was without its best player, its number two receiver, and one of its starting cornerbacks. And and they didn't do so in convincing fashion. And every time that you thought they had an opportunity to kind of uh, sink their claws in that game and run away with it, they didn't. And I was waiting for the finishing touch. And the finishing touch, essentially, David, was a Panthers drive at the end of that game where it took them 14 plays and five and a half minutes just to position themselves for a 59 yard field goal attempt and you're like okay like i guess that's that's the knockout punch that the bears delivered there was just enduring whatever the heck that was that frank reich and his staff were putting together not not really uh, using the clock wisely not moving the ball very well it was just it was like it was really hard to watch because you wanted some sort of punctuation on the on the win and then it just fizzled to an end and you're like okay that's it it's over
1: the Bears did a couple things well that led to the victory. I don't know how sustainable they are, but you know we are at the, the midway or just past the midway point of the season. We talk all the times about identity. We were talking on the Mullen Haw show about what the Bears have accomplished at this point of the year. They play pretty good defense. They, when healthy, have been a very, um, uh, I think, improved defensive unit. On Thursday night, They had three sacks, and the pass pressure was consistent. Montez Sweat had eight pressures. Last time a defense end was that active was Robert Quinn back in 2020. The secondary played together. All five of the guys, the nickelback included, with Kyler Gordon, Tyreek Stevenson, and Jalen Johnson, and the two safeties, they played very well on a string, and they were aggressive, and they were active. And then the linebacking core, minus Tremaine Edmonds, jack sanborn can play there's no doubt about it now halfway into his second year he's an nfl linebacker maybe he's a four-faced special teamer but he can play now he's just got to work on those interceptions but the bottom line is the bears identity is not necessarily what they maybe thought it would be going into the season it's old school it's a defensive-minded football team they want to run the football well. They want to protect it and they want to be more efficient than explosive because they have to be. Yeah. But I don't think beyond that it's very exciting.
0: Well, so look, I got off track a minute ago and I never finished the thought that I was originally trying to make. And and so part of my post-game uh Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, to-do list was making my way around that locker room. And, and I did feel kind of refreshed coming out of there because you spend time at Cairo Santos' locker and you, you talk to a guy who was perfect on a night where he kind of needed to be perfect at Soldier Field. You, you talk about a guy who hits from 49 yards and then has that immediately wiped off the board by a penalty, and they go back to 54, and he feels fully confident and says that he used his first kick as as kind of a teaching tool to, to play the wind properly because he didn't feel like the wind was affecting the ball as much as he thought it would, and he drills one from 54. And so this is a guy that continues to be a model professional. You walk over to the other side of the locker room and you talk to Deontay Foreman, who has taken full advantage of his opportunity with Khalil Herbert on injured reserve to uh, be a engine for the Bears offense and he scores the only offensive touchdown of the game last night on a night where he gets uh, you know north of 90 yards from scrimmage on a night where the Bears needed some production offensively to push them forward and you say that's a model professional you talk to Eddie Jackson on the defensive side of the ball and he's expressing excitement about what they've been doing here in recent weeks they've obviously. Made great improvements, kept the Panthers out of the end zone the entire night. Their only touchdown, obviously, was that 79-yard punt return from Amir Smith-Marset, and you just mentioned it. You have a defense that is playing... A high quality level of football that is going to give you a chance to win games, which we couldn't say at all in the final two and a half months of last season, or even the first month of this season. And so you say, okay, that's moving in the right direction. And so I think there was, it was like for me, it was like to see a bunch of model professionals in that locker room taking pride, even though it was an ugly win in some of the things that they did to get that win. I think that there is a level of meaning to that. Now again, like we're not going to draw a grand outlandish, uh, long-term projections on what last night was or wasn't. Um, but, but that was that was a cool uh, little perspective for me to get after three hours next to you and Brad in the, the press box. And, and really, uh, as our good friend, Dion Miller said, it was, it was a, a, a game worthy of a preseason date, right? Like it was one of those scratch your eyes out and hope that one team gets to 20 for some reason. And then neither of them do. And you walk out of there going, what in the hell was that?
1: Well, there were low expectations for it i think everybody kind of knew what we were getting into certainly amazon did they invited jason kelsey the eagle center to interview for uh, a long period of time and because they probably anticipated it being a long drawn out game and at times it did seem to drag but but you're right you know you can't overlook it is the nfl and and sometimes in in all of our cynicism and disappointment over what's not happening with the bears in chicago you you do tend to maybe forget temporarily these are professionals and they're doing their jobs at a high level they take a lot of pride in the work they do and guys like foreman and a lot of players that fit that category kyler gordon
0: would be on that list for last night's performance
1: that he was that's probably his best game of the year right
0: yeah i mean he's just active and and you're feeling his presence which i think is notable i thought